Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. The controversial anti-LGBTQ bill is only one step away from passage after Parliament concluded the consideration stage. The stage entails the clause-by-clause consideration of the bill, and MPs are allowed to propose amendments. Thursday, the second stage was done, with only the third reading left for the bill to be passed into law. There's more in this report. What is left now is the third reading, and the third reading does not entail anything. There just has to be a vote in the House for the third reading to happen. And once that happened, this bill would have been passed. Of course, early on in the morning, some concerns were raised by Alexander Fenyomarkin, who is railing against the custodial sentence imposed in the bill. What do we want to do? To reform or to destroy? To give an opportunity for such a person to come back with a new character? Mr. Speaker, if that is so, then we should look at the conditions of our prisons. I dare say that should a person go to the prison, he would come back wet off. In active practice, some 10 years back, a client was supposed to be in lawful custody. In the evening, the police officer told me that Counsel, if we send your client to Accra, uh, the central police station, for want of a better word, let me say it in, in key. The minority will not have anything of that sort. They will not accept that. Muntaka Mohammed Mubarak and Sam George, who are minority MPs, raised their opposition to that. But to say that I should move a central police, Mr. Speaker, We'll be making mockery of ourselves. So I just want to plead that if our colleagues, as well as the majority leader, has worried with a number of years, you can suggest something lower. The agenda, the punitive measure for that is minimum three years, maximum five years. That is targeting our children in secondary schools. The setting up of clubs in secondary schools, in neighborhoods, that is the real danger to our society. And that's why that punishment is even higher. So, Mr. Speaker, we stand by the minimum three years, maximum five years. Thank you. Chairman of the Constitutional Parliamentary and Legal Affairs Committee, Kwame Anyumeduenchi, backed the position of Alexander Fenyomakin. Well, despite all these concerns, the various amendments tabled have all now been voted on, and Parliament has moved on from the consideration stage. So all the amendments that has been carried will be incorporated into the bill. 
to be brought to the house for all of us to see before we consider the third reading. On that note, we bring consideration to a cruise. There is a likelihood of what is called in Parliament a second consideration where a few issues will be ironed out, but largely the consideration stage of the House is now complete and a vote is set to happen within this week or next week, and then this bill will finally be passed. Some judges and sponsors of the bill are excited about this progress, but do not want to go ahead of themselves. It's not work done yet. We still have a long way to go. Um, we have made some strides, but we are no way done. Like you heard in the house, we are supposed to go and do winnowing. So we are going to wait for the drafters to finish the winnowing. It will come to the committee chair, and then the committee will discuss it, and then the sponsors would also engage with them. But at least we've made some step and some progress, and we are excited about it. As and when we are done with the processes, we will continue uh, with the processes on the floor of the house. We'll let you know. But we just want to say thank you for the publicity and support and mileage you've given to us all through this matter. We are very grateful and we, we hope that we can count on you till we complete the process as our partners in ensuring the protection of Ghanaian family values and proper human sexual rights. There is also the constitutional issue as whether or not this being a private member's bill and imposing a charge on the consolidated fund, President Ekufaro will sign it into law when it is passed. But the minority and some MPs already say that if the President refuses to sign this bill, they would not allow that. They will veto the President. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. Majority Chief Whip Frank Anodon is condemning claims that Vice President Baumia is dishonest and has no re real vision of his own. Dr. Baumia's speech to the nation on Wednesday has, has been met with fierce resistance from the NDC minority in Parliament, describing him as a dishonest person trying to run away from the record of the current government. We'll hear from Frank Anodon Press shortly. First, listen to Minority Leader Dr. Cassiel at a forcing taking on Vice President Dr. Baumia for claiming he will abolish some taxes imposed by the government he is part of. It should be noted that our Vice President currently has the powers to remove any tax if he so wishes. This is obviously for a simple reason that one, our Vice President is the Chairman of the Economic Management Team. He chairs the deliberations of all economic policies at his office. Aside that, he is also a member of President Tekufuado's cabinet. In fact, he is the second in command of President Tekufuado's cabinet. He chairs some of the cabinet meetings in the absence of the president. And in fact, in certain days that they are discussing issues relating to the economy, he more or less co-chairs with the president. So all of these economic policies that President Akufuado has implemented since 2017 were actually supervised by our vice president. And it should be noted. His position has further been strengthened because he's now the leader of the NPP, the governing NPP, for the governing party of the Republic of Ghana. He's their flag bearer and the leader of the party. So if he means well, he has whatever it takes to bring a bill to Parliament to get these taxes removed now. What we are asking him to do is simple. The NDC currently 
opposes all these taxes he has talked about. In fact, we have opposed it here in Parliament. We've opposed it in public. Our flag bearer, His Excellency President Mahama, has made public pronouncement that when given the power, we'll remove it. He's only copying him. Aside copying him, I want to urge him that and urge the people of Ghana. The only reason why these taxes are still effective is because the NDC is not in office. So now that MPP is in the office and the vice president indeed is the chairman of the economic management team, vice president of the Republic of, of Ghana, the second in command in the Kufuado's administration, and also the leader of the MPP, he has whatever it takes to bring the bill to parliament if you so the desire. So let me add this. These bills were first presented to this house when he was sit, sit, sitting here. He came to parliament with the minister responsible for finance to impose the e-levy. He can't turn around to come back and to tell all of us that he's not part of it. But let me add that. The general secretary of MPP sits in cabinet. He left cabinet and informed the people of Ghana that the vice president approved the e-levy and voted for the e-levy. The minister responsible for information, my brother could do upon Chroma, is a member of cabinet. He says that the bill was prepared by the vice president. So for him to prepare one bill, ask parliament, whip all their members of parliament to vote for and to turn around to say that they should remove the tax is very disgraceful and shameful. In fact, I want to add that this shows the kind of credibility he has. He has no credibility. Tamale North MP Al-Hassan Sohini explained that the Vice President cannot claim credit from the positives of this government and run away from the negatives. Well, I think that it is ridiculous listening to His Excellency the Vice President approbate and reprobate. Here is a man who claims credit for some of the things that look right in the administration that he is part of and shamelessly runs away from some of the obvious failures, failures uh, of, this, of this administration. When we were told from day one and in between that he is an integral part of the policy decisions of this uh, government and not once has he ever denied those claims either made by the senior minister, made by the information minister, or made by the party general secretary. Not once has he ever denied the claims that he's an integral part of the policy decisions of this government. And so for him to shamelessly come out at this time to project himself as one who is uh, not to be held responsible for some of the failures of this government, but one deserving of credit for some of the things that are, you know, seemingly positive of this government can only be a mark of, excuse my language, a dishonest person. I mean, I think that it is, it is shameful. Um, it takes politics to a new low. I mean, how on earth do you, uh, a, 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 a candidate on a party ticket, present what seems like your personal manifesto? We do not know the NPP's manifesto yet. In fact, when I was listening to him for a moment, I thought he was the one who formed the butterfly movement. Because clearly, I mean, it beats one's imagination that he sounds like 
he is an, an, an embodiment of the NPP. Because clearly, the NPP, I'm sure, will have a manifesto for the 2024 general elections. So that is what he was outdooring as his own personal manifesto. And in doing so, interestingly, he is seen contradicting the NPP's government policies. So it's like my personal manifesto contradicts the government policies. I dare say that if we are not careful, even the MPP's manifesto will contradict his personal policies. So perhaps maybe Alan should have been on that MPP ticket. After all, he's a party man. And maybe he should have been, you know, with the butterfly trying to, you know, bring about the emergence of a third force. I think that Dr. Baumia is clearly confused. He's lost directions. He's lost focus. The deception is no longer working. And I think that this new trick is just what it is, a trick. We can now hear from Majority Chief Whip Frank Anodompre, who jumped to the Vice President's defense, insisting Dr. Baumia is fit for the job also may confirm and believe in him that given the mandate he will be able to lead our country uh, to, to where we are desirous of seeing. So for me it was important. That is his view. That is his view. And he, he explained. He explained that he's, he's what do you call it, a mate on, on, on a trotter driven by a competent driver. Given the mandate, he himself would do something different. Yes. For me, it's significant. And many people will not be able to do that. Many people will not be able to do that. To look into your boss's face and tell him that I'm going to be different. I will do this differently. That's a mark of boldness. Isn't it early days yet for him to scrap off these things that he intends to roll out? I don't know what you call early days, but the man is seeking to lead a country. And he's, he's just... Once you are seeking to lead the country, you are also expected to speak to some challenges and some issues that is bothering us. And for me, it is not, there's no question mark about being early days yet. He's setting the tone. Somebody is moving around the country campaigning. You want him to sit down. More than 30 labor groups from across the country are converging in Accra this morning to decide the course of action regarding a massive demonstration against government. The unions threatened to take to the streets if the government did not scrap a 15% VAT on non-lifeline electricity consumers. An announcement from the finance ministry yesterday suspending the tax for wider consultations did not convince them. The unions remained skeptical about government's commitment to cancel the tax outright. They are convening later today on the matter. Listen to Vice Chairman of the TUC, Ken Kodia. The is likely to meet if we receive a letter from the Ministry of Finance withdrawing the, the 15%. And until we receive that, that letter, we are resolved on the path we want to take in the demonstration. Uh, like I said, I'm hoping that that letter will come today but we are resolved. The, the appetite for, for strike is very ripe. And we don't want to go that path. We want to engage and resolve all the issues pending. But the way we, 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 we all cited this press release um, on social media for us is also not healthy. We have written that we want the, the, the rates to be, to be withdrawn. And it was just appropriate that the minister would have written to us to say that uh, based on this, we want to now withdraw and engage. But like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that the focus of the uh, will get that letter from the ministry and then we'll look at the way forward. 
Now, I saw the unions are proceeding with plans to hold massive demonstrations across all 16 regions with discussions ongoing with the police for protection. The Greater Accra Chapter of Organized Labor says they are ready to hit the streets on Tuesday. Patrick Banyemi speaks for the unions in Accra. about workers is even about we and our families at home. Whatever you buy as electricity, you pay a 15% VAT on it. And this has repercussions on our artisans, our tradesmen, and is going to affect all of our affiliates from the GPRTU across Greater Accra are not going to work. They are all going to join If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. So let us make note that on 13, within the greater, no commercial vehicle within Accra will work. The drivers, all of them are going to join the demonstration and we are going to register our discretion that it is not about suspension but it is about total withdrawal. In a related development, members of the Ghana Private Road Transport Union have directed their members not to work next week Tuesday in solidarity with organized labor to mount pressure on government to withdraw the VAT. Abbas Moro is PRO of the union. We are part of them. The government and three and sign up to the end of on the 12th, on the 13th, we are all joining. This is the first step. Yeah, far away so I can check driver four driver ne be a one class on the 13th. Yeah, near Juma because you can organize labor. No, the bear cutting razor a Maya Shanka for no because you so you're fighting for the echo task. No, until you're the way bear cutting razor now. A name you assign you the rare demonstration for your echo task. No, so emission tax. No, and the way bear 13th no bear cutting razor. Family of 27-year-old promising musician at Loho in the Upper West Region, A. Mozumachiri Skelenzi, are calling on the Interior Minister Ambrose Derry and the Inspector General of Police, Dr. Kofo Dampari, to set up an independent committee to look into the alleged shooting to death of the young man and bring the perpetrators to book. Skelenzi, who also doubles as a farmer and breadwinner of his family, was allegedly shot by a police personnel whilst returning from a funeral at Kaleo. Skelenzi was with his friend Fidelis 
Bagaboti, who also sustained gunshot wounds and was treated and discharged at the Upper West Regional Hospital. Showing you this Upper West Regional correspondent Rafiq Salam reports, the local community is enveloped with sadness, grief, anger and tears calling for investigations into the matter. 27-year-old Fidelis Bagabori on January 8 this year was riding as a pylon with his bosom friend and promising young musician Amos Zumachere known on stage as Kelenzi. They were returning from a funeral in the dead of the night when they were allegedly shot by one of two policemen at the football field of Low RC School. The duo were first alerted to stop using a flashlight who they obliged without any word from the police or provocation from their victims. One of the police personnel pointed his gun at them and allegedly fired the shots multiple times through the abdomen of Emos, sending him to rough sandy corrugated football pitch. I alerted Amos, the people flashing the torchlight are police personnel, and asked him to exercise patience. In our attempt to stop in front of them, he fired gunshots. The pellets went into the abdomen of Amos. Mine went through my head and got out through my box. The seat of my motorbike carrier. So, but they did not ask us any question. The policeman who allegedly shot Amos went for a private vehicle for him to be taken to the Upper West Regional Hospital for medical attention. We went and picked the vehicle together with another police personnel who came to help us carry into the vehicle. I didn't even know that I was wounded by the bullet until when we kept Amos into the car. Fidelis expressed surprise about the behavior of the police, stating that one of them is personal known to him and has even dealt with him before. I see them. I can properly identify them. One of them is very well known to me and I even know his name. At the Upper West Virginia Hospital, doctors conducted several hours of surgery on Amos to remove the multiple pallets that has passed through his abdomen. The surgery was successful but Amos passed on after 20 days. His body has since been deposited at the Upper West Hospital's morgue waiting for autopsy. Amos's mother, Lucy Zumachere, told us the last words of her son at his hospital bed before he passed on. <laughs> He said, Mama, I know I will die. Please take care of my children for me. Take care of my children for me. After that, he clung onto the next house on the bed, crying whilst lamenting. My mom will not have anybody to take care of me. During his stay at the hospital, he was visited twice by the Upper West Regional Commander of the Ghana Police Service. DCOP, DO Nomote, and at his home to commiserate with his family 
when he passed on. This is the exact place where the incident is alleged to have taken place, which is about 300 meters away from the police barrier located on the main road. For the ampere of time, the police have refused to speak on this issue, whilst the families of the victims wallow in pain that will last beyond their lives. It's been close to three weeks since Amos passed on, and all attempts by his family to have an autopsy conducted has been wishy-washy from the side of the police. At the family house of Amos, close to three dozen members of his family members are gathered here, including his uncle, Joachim, and his mother, Lucy. They are saddened about the loss of a man they described as the breadwinner of the family. The local community is enveloped with pain, anger, and tears. They are appealing for justice and immediate release of the body after the autopsy for burial. The body for us to go and marry. I beg the police. They suggest we leave the body for us to go and marry. I mean, all that I want uh, IGP and government to do is fast track the process and let us see how the, the body can be released. The, how the funeral will be done and later what uh, justice uh, will be served. So tell us the pain that you people are going through over the loss of this young man from your community. Well, actually, in fact, the pain we are going through, if not because of this interview, in fact, uh, I could share this. <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, excuse me. It is becoming one too many in the region of innocent persons being shot dead by the police without justice being served on the people despite repeated promises from the Inspector General of the Ghana Police Service, Dr. George Akovodampare, to work to unravel the mystery surrounding these deaths. Time for the IGP to act is now. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam, Loho. In five days, it will be Valentine's Day and many Ghanaians are already preparing to show their love and affection for special persons in their lives. But did you know that it is at such moments of joy that some fall prey to scams? The Cybersecurity Authority says more than 3.5 million Ghana cities was lost to romance scams and online shopping last year alone. They're asking the public to be cautious as they prepare for the celebrations next week. Let me share these details of that statement with you and it says Valentine's Day is an occasion when people show their affection for others by sending gifts or items with messages of love. Malicious cyber access also use the celebration to defraud unsuspecting victims through various schemes. Of the total losses recorded for 2023, at least 3,000 uh, 3,558,940 was lost through online shopping and romance scams. The cyber
Cyber Security Authority is by this alert reminding the public to exercise caution. So it says, and it's at outlined their modus operandi. It says, uh, shopping fraud, malicious access, create fake websites, online shops, or impersonate existing businesses on social media, offering heavily discounted packages and items. Victims are enticed to send money for these items which they never receive. Brand impersonation, they say malicious actors create fake business listings or profiles with their contact details on Google Maps, mimicking legitimate businesses or brands, and use search engine optimization techniques to manipulate such results for targeted brands to divert legitimate inquiries to the scammer's contact numbers. And after the unsuspecting victims engage uh, in those uh, businesses, they never received them. And then they say p- uh, phishing scams. Uh, these malicious access sent unsolicited emails or messages claiming to be from a romantic partner or a company offering Valentine's Day deals. And these messages contain links or attachments that, when clicked, installs malicious software, malware, or steal personal information. Romance counts malicious actors create fake online profiles to deceive victims into believing they are engaging in trusting relationships. Recommendations, be cautious of too good to be true deals on Valentine's Day packages or gifts. Use a reputable online marketplace or retailer. When purchasing Valentine's Day gifts, look for views, reviews, and customer feedback before making an online purchase. I've been joined by Desmond Israel, who is the lead. Uh, 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 sorry, uh, I've been joined by Stephen Kujo Sashi. He is lead of the Computer Emergency Response Team at the Cyber Security Authority. Uh, Steve, I'm grateful for your time. So, how on earth was over 300 3.5 million Ghana cities lost to romance scams and online shopping around same time last year. Good morning and it's a pleasure to be here. So the statistic we shared, yes, it's a compilation of the reports received by the Cybersecurity Authority. We operate what we call a point of contact, which allows the public to report incidents of cybercrime or fraud. In this case, so we have a number 292 that you can call or WhatsApp 050-160-3111. So when we engage with the victims, we take note of how it happened and part of the evidence includes the losses they have incurred, how much did they spend um, in the in the scam. So that's how we come by those numbers. And so um, online fraud or the shopping scams are the most popular type of uh, incident we receive and it and like we mentioned in the statement it's usually fake shops or people that pretend to be some brands once the victims engage them they take the payment and then that's it the money is lost all right so what what should valentine celebrants looking out for in their attempt to shop for their loved ones online to avoid i mean being scammed what are the uh you know the red lights to look out for Right. So, first thing is around the kind of discounts you see. So, um, legitimate shops definitely will be engaged in putting up deals for uh, their patrons to take advantage of. But then, um, it should be reasonable, right? If if an item 
on normal basis a thousand CDs and someone tells you I'm selling for 200 that's extremely low how much profit is that going person going to make so that's a red flag so that's what we mean by it's too good to be true if it's that low then you should be careful because it's potentially a scam and the other thing is when you're engaging with online uh, retailers or people that are running online shops you need to be sure of their identity right if they're online not everything online is actually true so if you're dealing with an online retailer, do you know where their physical shop is? Would you be able to go there to get a replacement if you have an issue with whatever you purchased? Those are some of the things you need to be able to do. And the number that you are trying to pay the... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Uh, or make the payment to does that number match the name of the shop or is it a quick commenter who says he's uh, a certain brand so those are some of the things you need to watch out for um, the the other aspect of the thing is when you get when you ask for something to be delivered to you make sure you get it inspect it before you make the payment you have a lot of the schemes where they tell you oh, you pay first we'll bring it once you pay, that's it. Uh, you, you lose contact. They'll block you. You can't, you can't get to them again. Also, in terms of your sharing of personal information, especially in the aspect of the romance scams, uh, if you met somebody online, if not met them physically yet, then you need to be careful about how much you trust them. Don't just share your personal details, your ID cards, Ghana card, credit card or debit card information, your bank details to such people because you may not be dealing with who you think you are. So these are some of the things you can look out for so you do not fall victim to some of these schemes. So uh, with those who want to uh, date online, I mean, uh, I mean, what are some of the red flags they should also be looking out for? Right. So um, some of the, the things we've observed is uh, if you are dealing with such uh, a potential scammer, they will likely not want to meet physically. They will always come up with some excuse for not meeting you physically. So you arrange that, okay, I've, I've been engaging with you online for some time. Let's meet at so-and-so place. Just before the time, that they'll tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I had an accident or I had um, um, an emergency. I can't show up. So they, they try to avoid physical contact. The other, um, and the other sign or another warning you might pick up is the fact that after a very short period of engaging with you, all of a sudden now they need you to help them do things. So, oh, my mom is sick. Um, please send me some money. Oh, I'm stuck here. I have an emergency. Please send me some money. So very soon you realize the pattern is they want money from you, but you actually have never met the person. You don't know who exactly they are. So those are some of the things to watch out for. What's the role of the cyber fraud, uh, cyber security authority uh, in and enabling some of these things in the bad? Um, I, uh, we do a number of things. One of them is exactly what we've, we've done by this public alert. It's really around education, creating awareness, and, and building the capacity of the citizens to know how to recognize these these uh, signs of fraud. Um, Cybersecurity essentially that it boils down to you, the individual. 
Um, if you take the wrong decisions or you make the wrong decisions, um, you will still suffer. So making the public aware of what to recognize or what signs would indicate that something potential fraudulent is about to happen is one of the key ways we intervene. We also make the point of contact available so that you can report to us these um, uh, incidents so that we can take action. When you report them, we are able to look into it. We take the evidence and where um, feasible, we do investigations with our law enforcement liaison unit, which works with the other agencies like the police and the CIDs to investigate some of these crimes and where possible we potentially prosecute people. Stephen uh, Kujo Seshi, grateful for your time. He works with the Cybersecurity Authority and he is the lead to the emergency response team. I'm grateful for sharing those tidbits. So if you're planning to buy online for your loved one, there you go. Some advice for you to make sure you are not scammed. Let's get on to other stories. That Santehini Otumfo said to the second says he has brought the spirit and soul of the Ashantis back after he received artifacts looted from Kumasi about 150 years ago at the Menshia Palace. Seven golden artifacts looted from Kumasi in 1874 found their way to the Fowler Museum in California, United States. Otumfosei II secured the artifacts after several failed attempts by his predecessors, including Otumfosei Premper II or Hementeria Hasmo. Thursday's Deba at the Mensha Palace was held under mixed feelings by Asante chiefs, led by the Asantehini, Otunfose to the second. Dubbed Kuntunkuni Thursday, chiefs of Asantehini from all over Ghana wore black cloth in memory of the devastation the Sagranti War brought onto the Asante Kingdom. The British Army, led by Major General Garnet Worsley, staged an unprovoked attack on Asante raised its capital Kumasi and looted gold and ornaments. Over 4,000 soldiers of the dreaded Asante army were killed, including its warlord, Bant Mahini Bafo Amankwetia, and several other prominent Asante chiefs. Sounds of gunfire and firing of musketry hovered over the Mensha Palace as Asante chiefs marked the anniversary of the war. It also marked the return of seven artifacts, returned from the Fowler Museum at the University of California in the United States. We are delighted to see them come back to the palace and to the descendants of the rightful owners. Asantehini, Otunfo said to the second who officially received the artifacts, called for unity as he spoke about failed attempts to destroy the Asante kingdom. <laughs>
Angwa for me near the Tia Mamia baby at Tia Fernanga. Is my four million that he has my better traditional council and fancy for a hinewa our Timubi? Nadia Bonini, a dog Benny and Che, Cobabis, Obenyas and Junita, or what? Not dating the etcher, the winner, some of the Tia, Mumian, Yanya Bakuni, and Fang Mwagana, mine. A man you was According to the Asante Hine, the independent Asante existed several years before the emergence of Ghana. He noted the contribution of Asante, especially in Ghanaian politics, is homaged and cannot be sidelined in all spheres. Whilst reminding Ashantis of their call to duty to defend the kingdom at all times as done by their forefathers with their blood, the Asantehini advised the youth to desist from drug and substance abuse. Nasi ya 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 sika gadi ubia ni watimu dunen sakaada. Etu ya kwa hini na di abasa antimamsi sika gadi ubia nsangaada. Enu ne kwa antimakra. Enu ne asemtu ni ana antimaya bo. Nasi sika gadi atiasi ene wohodi ebroni antimi. Ubia ni wobeti mi. Enu na mema mepasa mna na nuni na adi muzi antimaya dati. Meanwhile, the Asante Hini says efforts are underway to repatriate 32 artifacts kept in the British Museum from Kumasi. For Joy News, I'm Interior reporting. Former Works and Housing Minister Samuel Atachian says President Ekufuado didn't give him any reason for relieving him of his post as Minister for uh, Works and Housing, though he is a relation. Speaking on a yet-to-be-aired interview on PM Personality Profile, he explained that though the President didn't give him any reason, he still respects his views and bears no grudge with the President, adding he was not wasted. He's been speaking about his relationship with the President in a yet-to-be-aired interview. Oh. How did you take it when he relieved you of your post as minister and replaced you with another? Well, I didn't have a choice, you know. Um, he should have his best reasons why I don't fit the bill, why I should be replaced. Oh, madam, you see, I saw that that is not the end of the world, you know. And uh, I can use my talents for other engagements as well. Mm. So why should I be so crestfallen? Mm. Yeah, there are other people who are even better than me. They never got any post. Mm -hmm. I was privileged. 
by his grace, I became a minister for some time. If you think that the second term I should go, that is his decision, and I respect his decision. Okay. Yes, I, I can't say more than that. Did, did he give you any reason for doing that? And, and as human as you are, you think Abba hates my relative. Why should he do that? Well, he didn't give me any reason. And I didn't ask for any reason. But if he believes that he will not be able to work with his relative, that is his, his decision, you understand? And um, excuse me to say, uh, it's really an insult and contempt of him to quarrel with his judgment. That is his judgment. The full interview airs at 9 p.m. this evening. Please do make a date. Let's get on to other stories. In order to regulate the use of artificial intelligence, the EU member states have approved new laws to regulate the use and safety of AI. DW's Thomas Sparrow from Belling has more on this. The uh, main elements of these new regulations. European Union states approved, they gave green light to these new regulations on the use of artificial intelligence. This is seen as a key step towards those regulations coming into force. And basically what they intend to achieve is a balance between safety, between respecting people's fundamental rights on the one hand, and on the other hand still allowing companies to innovate and to develop products that could help Europe also compete in terms of AI when it comes, for example, to the United States or to China. It's that balance that is at the core of these new regulations. The new regulations have a risk-based approach. In other words, the higher the risk for the artificial intelligence product, the more rules, the more regulations are put in place. And there are certain risks that are already being described as unacceptable. For example, the untargeted scraping of facial images from the internet or from CCTV, recognizing emotions based on artificial intelligence, or also biometric categorization to infer sensitive information about people such as their religious beliefs or their sexual orientation. So all in all, it is a very comprehensive project and also one that has been marked by a lot of controversy here in Europe. Has there been some criticism so far? It has been very controversial all along. This has been a, a rather long process for European leaders to come to this point. And there have been certain issues that have been problematic, that have been hotly discussed. One is precisely how to make uh, Europe competitive while at the same time respecting and guaranteeing those fundamental rights. There were concerns by some countries that these regulations could actually affect this capacity of Europe to compete with the United States or with China. On the other hand, there are also concerns about the fundamental rights. As Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With uh, non-governmental organizations stressing that with, with these regulations, some of those fundamental rights could be, and I'm quoting, traded away. So all in all, as I stress, this has been a very difficult topic to discuss, but at the same time, it's a very important topic to discuss because it's absolutely clear that artificial intelligence plays a very important, a very significant role in basically all aspects of our societies. Well, let's take a break on Joe News Desk when we return this business. are extremely busy. What? Traffic jams. Meetings. Conference calls. Luckily, our mom is here to take good care of us with day-by-day baby and day-by-day kids and their naturally active ingredients. Our skin is hydrated, soothed, and protected all day long. Yes. Dive into a new era of news consumption with MyJoyOnline.com, your go-to destination for cutting-edge journalism, giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment. MyJoyOnline.com introduces an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before. Experience the future of news browsing with MyJoyOnline.com. Dive into a new era of news consumption with MyJoyOnline.com, your go-to destination for cutting-edge journalism, giving you the most credible stories from business to politics and from sports to entertainment. MyJoyOnline.com introduces an upgraded news website meticulously designed to empower you with an enriched browsing experience like never before. Experience the future of news browsing with MyJoyOnline.com. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoyOnline, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Good morning. Welcome to the business segment on Joy News Desk with me, Pius Kujobaka. The After Young Entrepreneurs Federation has launched the maiden edition of Trade Queen Africa aimed at promoting intra-African trade. According to the president of the federation, the Trade Queen Africa pageant um, will help um, create awareness and build women-led businesses under the area. 
The Trade Queen Africa pageant is geared towards improving trade activities between participating countries to improve their individual economies. Participants are required to have entrepreneurial skills and also have plans of starting their own ventures. In an interview, President of the AFCFTA Young Entrepreneurs Federation, Sita Sofo Hassan, said the pageant will empower women-led businesses in Africa. Miss Track embodies a revolutionary idea mobilizing African women and youth to actively participate in the African continental free trade area, ensuring economic emancipation to stimulate the African economy and empower women. This initiative aims to enforce policies for women, providing a gateway for businesses to partner with us in empowering women, breaking borders, fostering trade, and actively implementing the protocols for the African continental free trade area. The Ghana Women Forum, Adeline Beidou, called on qualified women to participate in order to promote trade activities on the continent. Designed to empower young entrepreneurs, celebrate African culture, and promote intra-African trade. Now, what is mistrust? Miss Track serves as a platform dedicated to showcasing talents, raising awareness, empowering African youths, and revealing all the opportunities within the African trade area. And this competition begins with the active participation of all African nations and the blacks in the diaspora the winner will be awarded a cash prize a certificate a car and a crown ghanian businesses have been there to be heavy on bookkeeping and other forms of record keeping in their businesses to attract more foreign investors according to director of fourth world solicitors a london-based law firm daniel coy lack of proper record keeping especially financial records sale of goods and stock taken among others can be disadvantageous to the growth and sustainability of the operations. Here's a report. Well, this is a, a visa scheme that allows uh, individuals and businesses to be able to tap into the UK market, to bring their products into the UK market. So when we talk about global mobility visas, especially the UK expansion visa, this is what is uh, designed for any business entity who is looking to set up in the UK market. So if you have uh, a company like uh, Multimedia, they want to set up uh, an FM station for uh, in London, this is the type of visa we'll be going for to get to some of the workers to come to the UK to come and set it up. So if you have a bank, you have a fintech organization, you have a real estate, you have a restaurant, whatever the nature of business that you've got, so long as you've been trading within the Ghanaian or international market for more than three years and you are looking to expand into the UK market, then this is the type of visa we will be preparing or assisting you with so that you can get some of your workers or somebody that you trust or you yourself to be able to come to the UK with your family. It allows us to bring about five 
workers and their family members to come to the UK to help you to establish that business. And this is what the UK government is doing because, of course, uh, they, they, they have left the EU, as we are aware. They are looking to tap into different markets, and the Commonwealth market is one of the biggest areas that they are looking at, at uh, currently. Does the AFCFTA play a role in all of this? And if yes, what exactly is the role? It does, uh, in the sense that you realize that when you are into some of these things, there are, there are companies who want to. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kojo Baka. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.